But thank you so much for doing this. It's uh, really, really good. No, great. no, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. I, sometimes I think, you know, um, as far as the prisoner is concerned, my opinion and my knowledge of it is not necessarily uh, what people might want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember they finally got me to Port Marion, you know, the, the, um, uh, you know, the, the fans, you know, oh, yeah. they wanted me to give a speech, which I did for hours and hours. And I thought, you know, you might lynch me by the end of it. But they, were <laughs> they were quite pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. What did you think of Port Marion? Because that's how the road from us. I thought it was absolutely great, and they were lovely people, and they were so so kind. And we, no, my wife and I had a great time there. Great time. We're we're about uh, forty minutes away from Port Marion. We're in North Wales. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I oh, know. I thought it was a beautiful setting. You know, when the the tide goes out, the tide comes in. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Only it's very difficult to get there. Yes. 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 Yeah. Even, <laughs> even from here, yeah. as, as the crow flies, it's about. Two miles. <laughs> Getting there, it yeah. takes about five hours. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. When when I when I had a yacht years ago, I used to sail to Ireland, and I got to a little place called Skull. You could get there by boat, but go by car would take you all day. <laughs> <sighs> so, Long time ago. Over to you, Kai. You've got some questions about. Uh... Yo, oh, yes. Well, I mean, the, obviously, the first and most important question is um, is how how heavy were those glasses in the prison? <laughs> we watched the episode last night, and um, oh, yes. magnificent glasses. No, they, 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 they were fine. They were fine. Uh, Asher, who was the director of that, mm. um, he um, he knocked on my dressing room door because that episode had to be rewritten by George Martstein, who was the brains of the prisoner. Because as I said to you, I was going to be the permanent number two. Mm. And then he wouldn't have it. He didn't want the opposition, I don't think. And so that had to be rewritten. And Asher knocked on my door and he said, hi, Darren. I said, hello. He said, we've never worked together. I said, no, no. He said, I know this is what our director shouldn't say, uh, but do you know what the fuck this is all about? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I said to him, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. He said, well, they've said to me, I can go and see the first episode and that will explain it. Have you had breakfast? And I said, no, actually, I didn't have breakfast. He said, we're going to have breakfast. So I had breakfast, came back, there was a knock on the door. Hiya, John. You've seen it? He said, yes. I said, well, he said, I've got no idea what this is fucking all about. <laughs> And uh, so I I played him as if he didn't know what was going on. And uh, McGowan, because um, <laughs> we, we, I can't say that we were close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. said, what are you doing? You're playing as if you don't know what's going on. I said, not only do you not know what's going on, <laughs> The he, the director, doesn't know what's going on. And I can assure you, the whole fucking crew don't know what's going on. <laughs> and if you think I'm going to play someone who knows what's going on when he doesn't know what's going on, <laughs> you're absolutely up your own ass. 
Can I ask a quick question about your performance? Yeah. Um, you, I noticed from from an actor's point of view, did you decide on the glasses as a as a prop? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Because, was, because I thought that you know putting them on and off all the time will will pretty well explain. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't know. <laughs> there was yeah no it was, it was, in every scene they sort of whisked around and yeah straightened the lips. It was one wonderful bit of uh, bit of business. It's a great prop to use though, isn't it? I suppose particularly those glasses. Yeah. I mean the the arms yeah, were like yeah. oil puddles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can, can we ask, how did you first meet George Mark Stein? Well, actually, he he called me because I was living in the country. And uh, he said, uh, hi, I'm George. And also the Grade organisation. I mean, Lou Grade was a great, and Leslie Grade were, were, were great friends. Um, and um, of course, with my father. And so they said, George Mark Stein's going to give you a call. He's doing a television series for us. And so George phoned and we had a meeting, I think it was at the, uh, the Dorchester when he said, this is what I, want, um, what I want to do. You know, would you be interested? I said, sure, yeah, that's fine. But I mean to say, when I did special grants, I only did two, two series. I, I would never do more because I get, A, I get bored and, and actors seem to, do a do a series and stay on it until they're ninety eight. <laughs> I don't fancy that. So I, mind you, I've always been very lucky. I, I never needed to uh, think, oh my god, I, you know, I hope they do another series and another series, and I can pay the rent and all this sort of thing. Because I don't know if you know it, but do you remember a company called Our Price Records? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I that's mine. I started it. No. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I was keeping you going throughout the 80s with all my tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, <laughs> with my with my little brother. I mean, that's another story how that started. It's amazing. But uh, but yeah, we 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 started that. But um, I I I basically left it to him because at that time I was doing so much work. You know, I left him to do all the uh, nitty-gritty stuff. I've still got albums with our price stickers on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name. Yeah. Yeah. My brother wanted to call it The Tape Revolution. And mm. I said, that's a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tape Revolution. I said, you know, that's like saying Heinz only make beans. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you know, you want to sell everything, not just well, yeah. tapes. Yeah. You know everything. So uh, unfortunately, he died uh, of leukemia. Oh, a long time ago. A long I'm time sorry, ago. Yeah. Yes. Well, these things happen, don't they? Yes. Sad. Can I uh, just? You mentioned special branch. Um, how yeah. did it feel? Or what was your approach? I mean, looking at your career up till then, you you pretty much yeah. played antagonists and these yeah. kind of swarthy characters that appear and. Uh, I tell you why it happened, because um, I was asked to be in Victim, mm. um, which was a great movie, and I was extremely unpleasant. Uh, before then, I used to play nice people, and then after Victim, I was an asshole, and so <laughs> that, that, that's how it happened, you know. You were a I mean, before Victim, 
Before Victim, I was supposed to be a Shakespearean actor because when I was at RADA, I won everything. Uh, nobody had done that before. That's the acting and the Forbes Robinson, you know. And everybody said, oh, well, you're a Shakespearean actor. You're not a modern actor. Then I did Victim and they said, oh, you're a modern actor. You're not a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> well, we, we kind of... Kind of, we're discussing your performance as number two um, because you, yeah. you kind of s- stand out among, uh, you know, compared to the other number twos, with their their very kind of uh, theatrical, very Shakespearean, and your approach is very modern. You're you're, you're very kind of what's the word? Um, even though he's a villainous Machiavellian ca- character, yeah. there's still a familiarity and empathy with him. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, I mean, nobody is all bad. I mean, you know, you play them, you play them nice because what you're actually doing is unpleasant and you don't have to do any more. You know, that's it. You know, if you're playing, if you're playing Macbeth, you don't have to play him um, as a nasty man because what he does is enough to say he's nasty. <laughs> Can I just ask, you, going, back to, going back to what you said about uh, being, you know, Mark Stein saying that you were going to be number two throughout yeah. the run, how do you think you would have developed the character over those 17 episodes? I think it would have stayed the same. Mm. I mean, I think, I think that he, was, he would be set in a situation whereby it was so um, rarefied because George actually was a spy. Mm. He actually was a spy when he didn't, he sort of winked at me. So he actually knew uh, things about Special Branch. In fact, they 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 bugged our phones because they wanted to know why some of our stories uh, were rather, you know, you know, near the mark. But he knew about this spy home where spies sort of retired to. And so I would have played him exactly the same really out of his depth, <laughs> you know, uh, really. <laughs> or, anyway. or didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, did I mean, let's face it, did anybody? <laughs> when you, when you yeah. finally, um, did, you, what, did, have you, did you watch all the, the whole series when it came no, out? Only, I only yes, I did watch a few. Yeah. But, but you know, he, he, was, um, he was round the twist. Mm-hmm. At, at the time, had, or do you think he'd been sent oh, around yeah. the twist? No, no, he was around the twist. Not only my opinion, but everybody thought that he was, you know, gone, uh, which he was. And I mean, George um, walked out, and yeah. the great organization wouldn't do another series because they loathed him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. why there was only one series. Yes. I mean, it's certainly well documented, isn't it? Um, Mark Eden. And Annette Andre, your co-stars, oh yes, both kind of came out and said it was a a, a very a, a, not not a nice working environment during no, the absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I mean, it didn't matter to me because I knew the whole crew. I'd worked with them so many times in films and all the rest of it, and I can sort of keep my own. But and you know, but she was saying, like I said, you know, he wouldn't have anything to do with women. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was no rapport, there was no uh, warmth, there was no kissing. And he actually was asked to do Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he turned it down because he wouldn't touch women. Did, yeah. did you find, because you, cause you'd worked with him before on um, yeah. Salancelot and Danger Man. Danger Man. Yeah. Did, did, was your work, was it strictly professional working environments or yeah. working relationship 
on those shows. Yeah, 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 because he used to try and upstage me. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a mistake. <laughs> I, I, the, uh, I did the, I think it was called The Innocent Binder with Patrick, Patrick, oh, an actor, Patrick. Oh, why Mark? No, not Patrick Weimark, the drunk, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Cargill. Uh, no, 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 not. He was a lovely man. Patrick. Anyway, in the, in, in the, um, uh, well, yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was famous for upstaging people. And I did this film and there was dear Frank Finley, whom I was at Rada with, the sweetest guy in the world, Colin Blakely, who died, unfortunately, of cancer, which I knew. And they said, he's upstaging us. And if you watch a scene with him and me, I mean, what he used to do, this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you'd have a scene with him and he'd take, he'd take out his cigarette case. He'd open the cigarette case. He'd take out a cigarette, pat it, take out a lighter and light it. Well, that's got to be covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, aha. I watched him do that, and I thought, right, that's the name of the game, is it? So if you ever watch the film, in the big scene I have with him, I walk all the time. They've <laughs> <laughs> got to cover me walking, because otherwise I just turn up somewhere. So he was infuriated. Uh, and I, oh, I love doing that. Uh, I heard he, he, was, he was a good actor, but I can't remember his surname. Can't remember oh, what was the name of the film? The Innocent Bystand. No, no. Uh, God, thank God I've always been like this. Otherwise, I thought I'd be demented. But uh, I made so many films. Ken, in a, Ken Anakin directed it. Um, the 60s. Yeah. Frank Finley, Colin Blakely. That's a hell of a cast. Yeah. And he said, oh, you're all the new boys, are you? And I thought, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Oh, Innocent Bystanders. Is, was it the Innocent Bystander, Ken Anakin? Oh, no, it's Peter Collinson. Oh, dear Peter Collinson, what a dear friend. Yes. Yeah. Italian job, beautiful. Was yes. The Informers, possibly? Underworld Informers. Oh, yeah, the, um, the Informers, Ken Anakin. Uh, Rick. The Inf That's it. What's oh no, Nigel Patrick. Nigel Patrick. Ah, there we go. There From uh, the um, the League of Gentlemen. Oh yeah, very very English gentleman, bastard. But <laughs> <laughs> but he was angry. Where is he was angry? I heard there was Donald Pleasance. Apparently, was like that. They called I him. I don't know. I never worked with him. He was. I, I saw. A doc he I was mean, silly, really. It's yeah. silly, really. I mean, I did a film with Frank Sinatra. Mm. I mean, he was such a lovely man. You know, he would do the off, you know, the off, you know, if you're doing a close-up and you're talking to him, he would be behind the camera talking. Yeah. Uh, Burton wouldn't do that. Mm. No. He was always pissed as a newt. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that role why you dyed your hair? Well, um, yeah, I mean, it was dyed so often. Mm. Um, it was, I mean, I had a very... <laughs> difficult time because my name is actually legal name is Horwitz, uh, which I never use. And I was in East Berlin. I went to East Berlin and I signed the wrong name and I was nine hours in the <laughs> uh, and, and, and I had 
when they showed me my passport, I had black hair and a black moustache. And then in this film, I had peroxide hair. <laughs> I mean, I only got out of that thinking no spy would be such an arsehole. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear, funny games. But uh, did you see Tucked? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. yes. Absolutely fantastic. I've been recommending that to people on Twitter and everything like that. Oh, and, uh, my, my partner, Claire, was in tears. At the, at the I liked that. And I was overwhelmed when I went to L.A. because it was in a little cinema with all film people. Yeah. And uh, it was quite astonishing what they said. Yes. Really made me very happy. Very happy. Quite rightly so. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a proper sort of film of the moment. But for you, I thought, I mean, that, I mean, that, that lovely, well, I say lovely line, just at the beginning when you say sort of no family, no friends. And there's a sort of, yeah. sort of, but a, a kind of kind of contempt. You're sort of saying it proudly and also sort of... Oh, well, you have but, to. And it, it was just, from, it was a wonderful film. Yeah, yeah, you have to. There's some lovely moments. Very, funny enough, there's a young guy, Jamie Patterson, whose father came to lay some carpet in one of my offices. <laughs> and this young man said, I want to be a film director. And I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> another <laughs> one. You know, another one. <laughs> anyway, it was a nice film. I was chatting away, this, that, and the other. And he was asking him about all the films I'd done. And then a bit later on, he said, look, I've made a little film. Um, I'd like you to have a look at it. And I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, I watched this little thing. And I said to him, Jamie, you've got talent, you can direct. And he said, oh, thank you. And he was bumming around Brighton, trying to get money doing this. And then he got in touch with me, he said, I've written a film for you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, right. What do I do in it? And he said, well, you play <laughs> a drag queen and a crossdresser. <laughs> and I went, pardon? <laughs> what? I said, I better read this. Anyway, to cut a long story short, it was this movie. And, uh, you know, it has been a great success. And Jamie's been signed by one of the biggest agents in Hollywood. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he's a good director. Yes, I know. I've, I, I, I looked at his photography yes. expecting to see these dozens of films behind it because it was so assured. Mm. And, yeah. uh, and, and so nicely underdone. If you yeah, know, and we worked so well melodramatically. You know, because the hardest thing you have as an actor are directors. You know, they're the, the main people you have to fight mm. day and night um, because there's very few good directors. Uh, Brian Hutton, Where Eagles Stare, was a great director because he was quiet. You know, he'd say, uh, you know, what do you think? You know, you, and I, I, I liked Where Eagles Stare, except Burton was pissed as a newt. Absolutely, as a new. And funny enough, I was at the old Vic with him, and he was pissed then. And they said to me, <laughs> and they said to me when I was doing this film, uh, "It's a, a film deal for the money." Mm. I said, "I don't want a film deal. I want a daily rate." And they said, "You're crazy. You won't earn money on a daily rate." Really? I knew he was pissed, and so I was on a daily rate for about four months. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. What was Clint Eastwood like? Was he sort of fairly A lovely man? Yes, absolute gentleman, absolute gentleman, yeah. lovely man. He was firing his machine guns, and he said, "Wait a minute, when do I ever reload these fucking things?" <laughs> <laughs>
and I said to Brian Hutton, I said to Brian Hutton, you know, I, the black uniform is 1942. And they didn't have a black uniform in 1942. And Brian said, they didn't have a black uniform in 1942. I said, yes, and they didn't have helicopters yeah. in 1942. And they said, didn't have helicopters. He said, oh, uh, they'll never know in fucking Arkansas. Which <laughs> <laughs> is true. Yes. Which is true. Uh, but anyway, there's many stories of that movie. No, but I mean, some directors, you know, very few, they sit there and they say, well, you know, why don't you just go over the scene together? And then you do it with maybe Sinatra or whatever. Uh, and then he decides how to shoot it. The majority of directors know how to shoot it beforehand, which is basically crap. I mean, you know, you, you don't have that, that uh, spontaneity. And, and also you should really shoot the first, the first, the rehearsal because every time you take a take it alters it changes to a certain degree like you know yeah frank sinatra will only do two takes which i thought was great because i love that because <laughs> on, 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 untucked it was basically all one take just one take oh. particularly well, in the churchyard was one long take um because well, of course. it has to have that spontaneity that you know that it's a great art really it's a great well, the, the first the first shot of you singing and then going through a sort of a, a joke strewn yeah. uh, walk around the yeah. room that was all one take and that was yeah, the all one five minute shot yeah all one take and the dirt and all the dirty, dirty jokes <laughs> <laughs> in fact jamie only cut one joke out <laughs> uh, which, which I thought was, but I I trusted him. You see, I like the scene in the strip club with the uh, toasted sandwiches. <laughs> <that sort of. laughs> yes, and I tell you what I love. Uh, I tell you this: the the line I like is I I moisturize <laughs> his hands on her tits. Yeah. He's got soft hands. I moisturize, which I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I I loved it. I loved it. It was a lovely, lovely film, and uh, and anyone listening to this this uh, podcast should go straight out, straight onto Netflix yes. and um, and watch it. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Would you would you would like to talk about the New Era Academy just as a as a plug? Oh, for no, I mean, I took it over with uh, with my wife uh, some. I must be now 10, 12 years, and we've it started in nineteen forty one, and wow. we've increased the turnover by I think. 160 percent and uh, it, it's it's um it, it's lovely because you know the the children um you know learning and it's 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 great it's hard work because it's now one of the leading drama examination boards and um we're, we're now in uh, sri lanka we're now in hong kong we're now in china has just come in a big, big company in China with 200,000 schools. And much of that comes off, I'll buy Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and France, you know, um, south of France, central France. So it's, it's, it's great. And, and my wife actually is brilliant. I mean, she is 
dynamite uh, a businesswoman, absolutely dynamite. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Having played all these um, uh, villains, I mean, what was it like to suddenly go, I'm the hero for, for two series? The book. I, I, it, it never crossed my mind even, but I had a lot of trouble because George Markstein became a good friend and he was the, the writer. And I never met the director who was a Canadian who I have traumatically forgotten his name. Anyway, so George, uh, the Canadian guy, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I with George had, you know, sideburns, hair i had suits made and you know snazzy and because special branch of snazzy guys i mean they're not so i never met the the, the producer and i th it was thames wasn't it it wasn't great yes yeah, we used to and after after eight episodes the uh, so-called producer came up to me and he said what are you doing he said what's the long hair and and the suits and why are you flirting with all the women? And, and this, that, and the other. Because I think he wanted sort of like a plastic white shirt, or like a BBC, you know, thing. And I said, well, you know, somebody said, I'm cancelling the series. So I said, OK. I went to Berlin to make a film. And when I came back, Special Branch was number three. Now, normally in those days, you had Coronation Street or News at 10, one or the other. And we were third. So he had to renegotiate my contract, um, which, <laughs> gave, which gave me great skill. But that bastard, in the, Sunday, in the Sunday Express, he said it was all his idea to have, you know, with long hair, uh, snazzy suits, flirting with, and he fired me because of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he and I didn't get on very well, to put it mildly. You were yeah. quite famous for your sideburns in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said it was his idea. Yeah. God, Ruth. <laughs> no, I said to George, you know, look, this woman has been so clever, she's a spy. And then they become an idiot in the last 10 minutes to arrest them. Why <laughs> arrest them? You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, you know, go to bed with her and then arrest her. Yeah. <laughs> in a scene you rewrote quickly. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I kept on saying to him, well, why don't you show his home life or the other, you know, Fulton Mackay's home life? Mm. Because people are more interested in a rounded thing other than just always police work. I said they'd all be they'd all be in insane asylums if every moment everything came up. It was the be all in the end all. Anyway, the idiot wouldn't have it. He wanted to be the star of the show. The yeah. idiot. But I think without the special, special it's, it kind of, Sasha Branch kind of broke the mold a little bit. And I don't think we would have had shows like The Sweeney if no, you Sasha Branch. No, in fact, I, I wrote most of them with George. Mm. Um, because George, you know, we, we got on so well and there was no rivalry. We just wanted it to be, to be good. Mm. And dear Fulton was a lovely man, lovely actor. Yes. And we were very, very close and we worked very well together. I mean, he'd sit there and I'd sit there and I'd watch his scene and then he'd say, what do you think? I said, I'm not sure I understand it. Or it might be, you know, I'd say to him, what do you think? And he says, no, I don't think I like that. <laughs> so we worked well together. 
And a lot of times, you know, when you're doing a scene with a woman, you just say, well, what do you want to say here? You know, don't think you have to say the script because, you know, um, you don't need to. What, what, what do you want to say? And they had this amazing blank look of, my God, uh, this is so different. But then they warm to it. And you can, you know, you can ad lib a great deal of it. And also, I was one of the ones who changed the way that the television shows were used, because what used to happen is that you'd get to the uh, rehearsal room and you'd rehearse for five days like a play, mm. which is not a play. And then you'd go to the, uh, the set and you'd rehearse the scene and shoot. And I used to say, why are we waiting? Why are we a week in, 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 a, in, in a rehearsal room? Um, you know, it's not a play. It, it's, you know, and we go on the set and we rehearse. Why don't we just go on the set, rehearse and shoot like we do in a film? Yeah. I think they're doing that now. Yes, yeah. you were just ahead of your time. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, absolute load of crap. Yeah. But, but I only did two series. A, because I thought he was an arsehole. And, uh, and, and I didn't need to do any more. Why? Why? I mean, this this links quite nicely to uh, BBC Lime Grove, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, Working on Doctor Who, on Marco Polo with Mark Eden. Well, dear Mark Eden, he's only just died. Yes, yes. But uh, we were, you know, good friends. But I mean, when I I say, you know, it was a tiny little children's show, Mm. which everyone was basically embarrassed to be in. You know, the guy who played who played Doctor Who was a very well-known West End actor. And he was terribly embarrassed in doing this little crappy little, you know, television show in a tiny little studio that was basically, you know, live shots. Mm. But, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it was basically who is Doctor Who? And now is what is Doctor Who? But sadly, that your your episodes are no longer uh, viewable. They they were lost, weren't they? Well, we say sadly. Are you... <laughs> Load up, it was a children's program. Mm. You know why? Why keep it? You know why? It was the I think it was the BBC mentality at the time of reusing videotapes for cost. Oh, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't cut in those days the video, or rather, it would be very difficult to cut. I mean, in that particular episode, there was an actor called Titi Lemko, and I told you I can't remember names. So <laughs> that's a pretty unforgettable <laughs> name, though. <laughs> no, not only that, but the director said, "I want to have a monkey on your shoulder," and so, oh, that's fine. Except the poor monkey got so frightened on the set that it ran up into the gantry and had diarrhea. <laughs> No one could get it out. And so you're doing a scene with someone, That's you know, and suddenly, thump, shit. <laughs> so it didn't make one very comfortable, you know, at any moment it would. And they had to bring the, they had to bring the fire brigade in to get the poor little thing off the gantry. Titi Lemko. Titi Lemko. But thank you again. Thank you so much. This has been a, a real pleasure and honour. It's, it's fine, chaps. Absolutely fine. <laughs> it's probably want to have a fantastic rest of the day. Have the sun shines and uh, and the, the yeah. food flows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'll go in the jacuzzi. Nice. Yes, yeah, good idea. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Chaps, love to see you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.